Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Today's episode, I have Joshua Bishop joining me. Joshua Bishop is an independent professional wrestler. I've seen him live multiple times here in Nashville at Southern Underground Pro, also known as Sup Graps. I've seen him at Black Label Pro. I see him all over the place. He's in a whole bunch of different stuff on independentwrestling.tv. And Joshua Bishop is a guy that is very young into his professional wrestling career, but somebody who has a very, very bright future ahead of him. In this episode, me and Josh talk about his training, his favorite wrestlers, what got him into professional wrestling to begin with, and a whole bunch more, you know, dream matches. Cover a lot of ground in this episode. I think you're going to really enjoy it. So that being said, kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Fight Talk Podcast with me and Josh Bishop. Um, you're a little under the weather. Thanks for doing the show today, man. Uh, but other than, you know, kind of being under the weather at the moment, how have things been going for you in general? Uh, things have been going pretty good. Um, last night at uh, Quaker City Wrestling in Salem, Ohio. Uh, this weekend coming up, um, February 23rd and 24th. The 23rd, I have AIW in Akron, Ohio. And then on the 24th, I have uh, WCWO. So things are going pretty good for me right now. Hell yeah, man. So you're staying active. I saw something on Twitter. Correct me if I'm wrong, but are you wrestling Tom Lawler soon? I saw the two of you guys on a graphic together recently. Yes, uh, Saturday night for AIW. So that's this Saturday night, AIW. Yeah. Okay, so let the fans of this show kind of know your relationship with Tom Lawler and how this match is coming together. Uh, so this match is actually um, a picture of poison from Dominic Arini. That is, Tom Waller is the poison he has chosen for me. And for him, I have chosen Mordecai. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. He thinks that uh, Tom Waller is going to put the beat down on me, but I don't know what to see about that. I think differently. So for those who might not know, you have a relationship with Tom Waller that's lasted for you know a handful of years now. Uh, can you let kind of the people know kind of how that got started, like how you and Tom Lawler kind of became friends and him kind of taking you under the um, wing? Yeah, I mean, he really has helped me out a lot. Um, it's not really a secret that we're friends uh, because uh, in Black Label Pro, we're together. But uh, it really started the same weekend that I made my pro wrestling debut. He made his AIW debut at the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament in 2017. And then uh, since then, we just uh, really just started hanging out at, like, uh, AIW shows. I just pick him up from the airport, and then we would just hang out, and I would just pick his brain, or he would just wash my stuff for me if I if he had time. And it was kind of just how our friendship developed, really. That's cool, and that must be interesting. Like, are you are you a fan of the UFC at all? Like, did you know of Tom Lawler yeah. from his MMA past? Yeah, I knew who he was. Uh I'm a, I like MMA and UFC. I probably don't follow it like, I would say I'm like a super diehard fan, but probably more than like a casual fan. Sure, sure. Well, as far as like you being a fan of, let's say, professional wrestling, like how long have you been into pro wrestling? Is it like a whole life kind of thing or like something you got oh. into a little later on? Yeah, definitely a whole life thing. I really can't remember a time where I did not watch wrestling. 
Okay, so like, how do you get started? Like, what are kind of your first ma- I, I think I actually saw something on Twitter now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, did, did you mention your first wrestling memory was John Cena's debut? Yeah, so um, for people that don't know, uh, I guess this is like a crazy thing to some people, but I'm only 21 and I was born in 1997. So, like, things that happened in like 2001, 2002, 2003, like, those are like my first memories of like, being four, five, and six, and that's like, I mean, now when you see like those WWE 24s or like any of those like Beyond the Ring things, that's when people say like, for instance, like CM Punk said when he was five, he remembered seeing Roddy Piper um, use the coconut in the Piper's pit. But my like thing for that is John Cena's debut versus Kurt Angle. So I just thought that was an awesome match, and I just remember because I would watch SmackDown with my dad with my dad. And he, I remember he just said after that match that, like, uh, this John Cena guy was going to be, like, uh, something big because he wasn't, he it was, like, in a jobber spot now, like, what would be called a jobber spot, but he was, he didn't have a jobber match. He had, like, a very highly competitive match with Kurt Angle, who was the top guy at the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. That's wild. So... And I forget also that you only being 21 years old because, I mean, you're a big dude. You're athletic. Like, you you seem, you know, not not old, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it seems like you've been around longer yeah. than you have. You know what I mean? I haven't even been wrestling for two years, really. Only like a year and a half. Man, that's wild. That's wild. So, like, did you – where did you actually get trained then a couple years back? Um. So, after high school, I worked – all summer so I could save up money to pay for my training school. So then when all my friends went to college, I went to wrestling school instead. And I trained at the AIW Academy in Cleveland, Ohio. By uh, I was trained by Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae for, like, I'd say about half, maybe a little bit under half of my training, if that, and then mainly just Dominic Garini and then other, like, veteran, like, Cleveland guys who would just come in and help out, guys like Eric Ryan or Josh Prohibition, you know, come in and help out at school because we were just kind of training with, but there was like a whole crop of students that needed some guidance. Is there anyone else from your training class that was like kind of, you know, on the scene right now? Because I know uh, Garino, Garini came from Gargano's training, like tree, correct? Like he was trained by Gargano, yeah. so then he yeah. was helping train you guys, right? Yeah, he was 100% trained by uh, Johnny and Candace, but they had to move to Florida. So then that's when, but they would still come and pop in like once a month or so, like when they could and help out, which was cool. But um, yeah, guys, like uh, my debut scramble was uh, all guys that trained with me for like that class. It was uh, guys like Chase Oliver, Trey Lamar, Big Twan Tucker, and Parker Pierce. It was like my class of people that I trained with also, but then uh, also Wes Barkley was training at the same time as me. He started a little bit after me, but he had uh, an injury that kind of set him back from like being in our debut match, so his debut was until a full year later, which, I mean, kind of sucks. He was like a dude that I like clicked with right away, and I'm not sure that's why we're attacking now, usually, but... Yeah, and he's he's another guy that I've seen in, in SUP here in Nashville. Of course, I've seen you here live, you know, many times. Um, what would you say is kind of your 
what would, if, if someone were to ask you about Southern Underground Pro, like what would come to mind? What would you tell them about the environment, kind of like that promotion in general? Uh, I don't know. Like it's pretty, it's pretty rowdy, and it's pretty like I was, I had like a good time. Uh, usually it's kind of fun. Like it's usually pretty early day shows, and but the crowd's still rowdy. They're still drinking. They're still getting after it. They're pretty involved, and I think they just want to come to a show. A lot of times, people that are like fans that'll talk to me at the show and stuff, it's like their first wrestling show or like live wrestling show, or they're not even wrestling fans, but they just like some of their friends told them, hey, you have to come to this show in Nashville. And like, I mean, you've seen it since I know you've been there for a long time. You've really seen how like there's been more and more, the crowds have been bigger and bigger every show. And I'm pretty sure the last show was the biggest uh, pre scale that they've ever had. And I really think it's just, like, stuff is just a growing promotion, like a top, a growing top independent promotion in the United States. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, we love having you here in Nashville. I'm just a fan of the promotion. I just go and, you know, I like to talk to the wrestlers, you know, Jesse and, and Kevin Kuhn, those dudes, and Dylan Hales do such a good job. So I love supporting the product. And, um, you know, I got to bring it up because, you know, this is kind of a sub-based show. Um, Slutty Cat, you know, that's something that, <laughs> you know, you know, I know you're kind of distancing yourself from it currently, yeah. which, which, which is totally fine. But I mean, we got to at least touch on it. Like, just give me your thoughts on that whole thing. So really it just started because they needed people to do like a, they want to do a costume battle Royal. And I was already booked on the show. I think I was in a single match in Danhausen, And we were, we had, we were traveling all that. I think from like either Thursday or Friday until Sunday we were together. Or yeah, until like Sunday we were traveling together on shows. It was me, him, Dominic Arini, and uh, Angelus Lane. And I remember once, like it was also Halloween weekend, and we were at Walmart. And we just, I just remember I just kept seeing like all these. I just, like know how like girls always put like the oh like, what, like the black cat and like it's like the slutty cat thing or whatever. And I just think that it's so dumb. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Like, <laughs> maybe I'll just do, I'll just enter the costume battle royal with this after a match or whatever. <laughs> and then it ended up just getting really over. And I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'll just do this and see what I can do with this or whatever. Because I was really just screwing around and not taking anything, not taking it serious at all. Like, I'm pretty sure I was just licking my hands and like <laughs> cat scratching people at all but then the crowd really loved it so i just did it for a little bit and then i was just like all right this is enough like i'm <laughs> not i was like i'm not a cat i am i was like i'm not i'm done being a comedy cat wrestler it's time to show that i actually can hang with any of the big dogs and stuff or really anyone on the industry sure sure well and it's one of those things that like it got over so big initially like I remember you doing that during the Halloween, you know, the battle royal you're talking about, that show. And then the next show rolls around, and there were some fans. I think it was actually some guys I know. um, I think it was Aaron and uh, Jeremy. So shout out to Aaron and Jeremy. Those dudes were actually wearing Slutty Cat shirts that I think they had made themselves to the show. Yeah, they made made their own. uh, I think that was the Valentine's Day show. Yes. And uh, they made Be My Valentine Valentine, Slutty Cat. And so... I mean, definitely respect to that because that is some initiation right there for a <laughs> for something that I thought was going to be a one-off type thing. Yeah, man, so, that entrance was great. You were getting up on all the uh, all the fans on the way into the ring, and 
Man, that was that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, it led to the match that everyone had to see because, you know, we do have a resident cat here at SUP as well, Alley Cat. So we had to see the, the feud play out between the two of you guys. And that was really fun when it lasted as well. Yes, yeah, I'd say uh, my greatest rivalry in SUP is uh, Alley Cat and I. Uh, it's doing weird cat things to each other. <laughs> and as I just gyrated on her, in, on her multiple times, I just did weird. I didn't want to do any actual move. I just wanted to hit her with my butt and my dick. And that's all I did. Yeah, I hope uh, hope MGF's listening to this episode of the uh, Fight Talk podcast. That's some good stuff right there. Um, well. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, okay, so the slutty cat thing kind of comes and goes, right? And that's something that, I think for the time being, we can all say pretty safely that that's in the past, right? Like we, we shouldn't expect any slutty cat sightings anytime soon. No, I would say no. You can't be a slutty cat forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or else you're going to end up with some disease and die. <laughs> well, there, well, there you go. Uh, so that's for anyone listening to this show who has actually asked me, like, you know, making sure if, if I'm talking to Josh Bishop, I need to get the, uh, the inside scoop on the future of slutty cat. And I'm going to say it right now. Josh has just said it. Slutty Cat is dead. It is Joshua Bishop here going forward, at least in the SUP universe. Um, Josh, what are your goals in SUP? Like, do you have any like opponents that you want to, or not even just in SUP, I mean, in Black Label, anywhere else that you're wrestling? Are there any opponents that you uh, haven't gotten the ring with yet that you really want to? Yeah, I'll give, uh, I got a few different goals, really. I think in SUP, I think obviously the top prize is that bonus storm title. So I really think if you're competing in SUP, you want that title. There's definitely guys that on the Indies that I would love to, and I really think I could pair it up with, and I'd love their work. Um, I think Joey Janela obviously should be the top, one of the top guys on everyone's list to wrestle because he really is like the god of independent wrestling. Yeah, he's just unlike any other wrestler ever, really, I would say. And then legends of the indies like Nick Gage or and Eddie Kingston or even Homicide, like those are guys that I would love to work with. Dude, what did you think about being there live during Nick Gage versus Brett Eisen? That 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 was pretty wild, wasn't it? It was. Um I really am blessed in the fact that I get to share a locker room with Nick Gage usually about once a month at AIW and so and like he is another guy that uh, goes out of his way to help out the younger talent like he watches every match on every show he gives feedback to everyone he really just like loves professional wrestling and wants to help give back for like the younger kids coming up and just honestly he goes out of his way to help us and like be so nice and like he doesn't have to do these things because like he's uh, he just goes out of his way to help out the younger generation of wrestlers coming up right now. And he like, he, but he really doesn't have to because he is Nick Gage. He is like the God of wrestling. So it's incredible. And like, when you just, it's like, I like to go in the crowd for Nick Gage matches and just like feel that electricity of like when that bell hits and like, you know, like business is picking up right now because here comes Nick Gage and he's coming to fuck shit up. Dude, I'm really glad you mentioned that too, because I noticed during anytime I've seen Nick Gage live, whether it was a high school gym or or a bar, wherever I'd seen him at, 
the locker room always either comes out or you can see them all peeking through the curtain. Like everyone's paying attention. Yeah, he is the guy. He is unreal. Like the stuff that he's, if you look at his like career, he's had unreal matches from his death matches, but he's more than just a death match wrestler. He's probably the most underrated, one of the most underrated wrestlers, I would say. And that's crazy because of how big of a star he is, but he can do more than just death match wrestling or hardcore wrestling. He's, he can do anything, really. When he's somebody that, you know, I would tell any young wrestler, this is once again, just from a fan's perspective of just me watching wrestling for a long time, like just knowing the things that I like and that I think work really well with the crowd is he is one of the most believable guys I've ever seen. And he does the best job of almost anybody of creating a connection with the crowd. Even if people have never seen him before, when he comes out there, just the way that he interacts with the crowd, just immediately puts him on this different level. It's really cool to see. He just has a presence about him that's unlike anything I've ever, like any dude I've ever met in my life. He just has this presence and it's not even like, not like a confidence or like a dickhead cocky, like swag or anything. He just has the presence of like, this is Nick Gage and like, you know, like, I mean, obviously everyone knows like his rep, like everything about him, but he just, has this aura about him and like when he comes out it's like it's amplified even more because there's however many people in the crowd like so invested in the here he comes like here comes the man and like what's about to happen with Nick Gage because he could put on the he puts he can always put on the crazy matches he always fucking gives it his all and on he's never phones it in he just tries to go all out every match and I will yeah, man. I love it. I love it. Great stuff. Well, you mentioned, you know, Nick Gage, Eddie Kingston, Homicide, those kind of guys out on the, you know, the world of the indies. I'd imagine at some point in your career, you would want to make, I mean, kind of the next step, right? Like, and, and now we know we, we got, you know, NXT, we have WWE, we have Impact, we have Ring of Honor, we have New Japan. There's all these options. And now AEW comes out of nowhere. Like, this couldn't be a better time to be an independent wrestler and an independent wrestling fan, in my opinion. What is your kind of kind of goals like as far as, you know, I know you're still new to the business only in a few years, still kind of getting your feet wet, but but improving very quickly and making a name for yourself. Like, where do you see yourself kind of going next if you can kind of look that far out into the future? I really don't know, because it's such an interesting time in wrestling. Like, There's so many people getting signed up and so many spots that need filled. And really, I think in 2019, I definitely would say that I probably have a chip on my shoulder and the fact that I'm going to put on the best, I'm going to have the attitude that I'm going to put on the best match every show to get noticed and I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to do whatever. And maybe I definitely would say it's probably maybe kind of like a cocky attitude, but I really think I just want to go out there and I want to steal the show every match I'm in and I want to just be a guy that when people are like, oh, no, this is going to be a crazy match because Joshua Bishop's in it, and who knows what kind of wild stuff's going to happen, or who knows, because there's so many spots that are going to need filled, and I definitely would say that I'm trying to take one of these spots of a top independent wrestling guy and see what goes from there in 2019. 
for someone who hasn't seen you, maybe not familiar yet with Josh Bishop, how how tall are you? Like, what's your weight and size? Like, weight and height? I, I rarely um, ask that, but you're a big dude for 21. Yeah. Right now, I'm like probably in like the 240 range, maybe, and I'm about six three. Six three and still probably growing, which is insane, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for your future, dude. What what's something that like maybe you've learned along the way in wrestling? Like maybe some lessons you you've learned from either being out on the road or, or maybe in the ring. Maybe maybe something that really resonated with you that like one of your mentors told you. Just something maybe to to let other other young wrestlers know. Um, really, I would say probably the best piece of advice I've had lately that I've really been thinking about every time I have a match or something was uh, in November I got the opportunity to wrestle. Tracy Williams, who I think is probably the best wrestler in the world. He's fantastic. I really think fantastic. He's, yeah. He's the best. He's so good at making his opponents look good and all of his stuff looks so crisp and looks like it's killing you and he's but he can wrestle like technical, but he wrestles but he can wrestle that brawler style and he also can do Lucha, but he rarely busts it out, but he still he still can do amazing Lucha stuff. And then he just told me um, after a match, it was just to make everything big because, uh, like, work on going all the way back with your thing so that the people in the farthest row can see what you're doing or what you're attempting to do. Like, for me, it was um, for chops. So it was to take my hand and put it all the way back behind my other shoulder. And then Chavez said, I'm only putting it in front of my chest. So it's not, I would still get good noises with it, but then, but say the person in the 20th row might not be able to see it as well as the person in the front row, but make sure everybody can see what you're doing and just make everything you do. You just know that everything you do, you have to do it the best that time. Like make sure, like I'd be like, okay, this is the best power slam I have to, I'm going to ever do this one right now. And then the next time you do, you have to say, this power slam I'm going to do is going to be better than the last one I did. It's going to be the best one I've ever done. And you just have to keep building off of that of everything you have to do has to be better than the last time you did it. Yeah, I love that attitude. That's not like some great advice. I mean, that's something that really makes a lot of sense, especially from the perspective of making sure everyone can see the moves. Like something so little as just where you're positioning your hand for a knife edge chop can make all the difference in the world when you really think about it. Yeah, and it's like these little things that I didn't think of that has just, I really think it's all the little things. It's a lot of little things that will help you out down the road. Like building on the little things is what's going to help make your big things even better and make you an even even better of a wrestler. Dude, I couldn't agree more. Um, Speaking of like being the best, being doing the best moves you can, being the best wrestler you can be, What's the best match you think you've ever been a part of so far? Um, I really think maybe my uh, that match with Tracy Williams that I was talking about. It really was just it was um, for anyone that's interested in it. It was uh, AIW Rubber City Con. It's on SmartMark Video. Um, if you want to check it out, but it really was just <clears throat> a sold out show in uh, my hometown. Just the crowd was really as a long show, so I was worried that 
because there's been people that had been there because we had a convention during the day. And so because there's a bunch of legends that were there. So the people that had been there for almost 12 hours, and I was really just worried of, like, is anyone even going to care about this main event? But as soon, but even when we were in the ring for the introductions, like, the crowd was electric and awake, and there were so many people, like, so many random people that, like, I went to high school with or, like, that I just met that were, like, I just knew that were there, that I didn't know anyone was going to be there. And it was just cool. Like, the crowd was electric, and uh, I really think that was just the match where I just, had like the most fun because I was just pretty confident that we were going to go out there and tear it up. And I really think looking back on that match, that that was the match that really raised my confidence to a pretty high level of, okay, well this dude isn't really carrying me as much as I thought I was going to. Like we're being like, we're equals right now and we're just, we're just, putting on um, what I thought was probably one of the best matches in AIW last year. And that's probably definitely some bias. Uh, that's definitely some bias. But I really think that it was just a really good singles match that was uh, – I really think it was probably just the match of my career so far. It, like, raised me to the fact where, okay, I can do this with anyone now. And, like, I don't have to freak out and be nervous because I can hang with anyone that's awesome man i mean that confidence is so huge especially against someone like tracy williams who i mean he really ruled the independent scene as far as like especially you know the powerbomb.tv which is now the independentwrestling.tv that whole platform him carrying that title for you know over a year coming to sup defending that title against kevin cool at one point he's now doing stuff in ring of honor as a part of that lifeblood stable so like really great stuff going on for tracy williams um I wanted to ask you as well, like, so that being your favorite match you've been a part of, what's your favorite match you've ever seen as a fan? Um, I would say my favorite match I've seen lately in like the last year, like independent wrestling wise. Do you mean like live match? No. Okay. So how about we do, how about we do two answers? (laughs) Um, Do your favorite live match that you've seen on the indies and then your favorite match you've seen period, whether it's WWE or any other company. Okay, um, I would say probably my favorite match I've seen on the Indies recently was another uh, AIW match from the show we do over here called WrestleRager, which is um, it's an outdoor bar show, and it's really just crazy. Like, the atmosphere is just, it's wild. Um, and uh, it was uh, Eddie Kingston versus Wes Barkley. And it was just such, like, I knew that the match meant a lot to Wes because Eddie Kingston was number one of all time. And so I was just watching it, and I was just so, like, happy. I mean, there's definitely bias in it that I'm friends with Wes, and then also that Eddie has helped me out a lot. He's another guy that's helped me out a lot since day one. And I was just, like, watching it, and just, like, the crowd was so into it and, like, it was another one of those like matches where everyone in the back is watching it and it's like a locker room sellout. And then like everything they were doing was hitting perfect. And like Wes was hanging in there. Great. Everything he did was amazing. And it was just like the atmosphere and the crowd was so rowdy and <laughs> definitely like the end of the match 
<laughs> was like as a post match was crazy. Like West Barkley's fans were throwing beer at Eddie Kingston. <laughs> like it was just, and it, it was just an insane match. And it was just like, I was, it was just awesome to watch. And like the atmosphere was crazy, and then like they were just killing it. It was awesome to watch. And I'm sure I definitely, for people who don't know what AIW is or anything, I have, I definitely have a huge bias with AIW because it's like, it's everything. It's like helps me out with everything because I've gotten so many like good and like big matches from there. It's definitely the reason why I have like any success or anything because I've learned so much from the guys that have been blessed to wrestle there because it's just like my home, my home promotion. And so it's just like, it's definitely a company that means everything to me. Like I would say, Buff is probably like the second company that's uh, ever really helped me out and like uh, let me, give me like a platform to do to wrestle on semi-regularly or regularly. But uh, yeah, just like training through the AIW school and everything like, and also I was such a fan of like the Cleveland independent wrestling scene when I was a kid. So coming up and like, and like I knew I was going to the IW school as soon as they announced it when I was 15 because I wanted to get trained by Johnny Gargano because since I was like nine years old, I was like watching him on local television, just tearing it up with guys. Oh man, that's wild. That's so cool, man, that you were able to do that. What, uh, what about your favorite matches in like a, like maybe growing up in like the bigger promotions, like a, like a WWE um, or something like that? Okay. Probably the match that I'll that I watch the most, uh, WWE wise, that I think is just amazing is the um, CM Punk and The Undertaker from WrestleMania. That was that's definitely one of my favorite matches because CM Punk was definitely one of my favorite wrestlers because. Uh, also, I didn't know what independent wrestling was until that pipe bomb promo. Because then I was just like, oh, what's Colt Cabana? What's going on? And only Google this stuff. And then, like, my mind is just blown from that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I was just like, maybe that's why I've always been, like, such a big CM Punk fan since then. Also, just because it's just, uh, uh, like, that was just, like, so crazy that, like, I got it. like I I wouldn't say I I discovered it, but I found out what this crazy world of independent wrestling was, and then I just, like, fell in love with that. Like, definitely such, like, a big indie fan since then. Because I really think independent wrestling is crazy. Like, it's awesome. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I really think there's nothing like a good independent wrestling, like a live independent wrestling show. So there's going to be something for everyone. Oh, dude, and I couldn't agree see, more. Yeah. And you're just going to see dudes going out there trying to prove themselves and make a name. So they're just going to leave it all out there. And it's, I love live independent wrestling so much. Like, it is my favorite thing in the world. Dude, if it wasn't for independent wrestling, I probably wouldn't even be a fan of wrestling anymore, to be honest. Like, I, I like the bigger stuff. I like, I like certain WWE shows. I keep up with, you know, the stuff going on because I've been a fan my whole life and it's, you know, it's almost habit at this point. But 
you know, a few years back, I was getting really, really burned out on, you know, the WWE style and, and kind of what they were doing. And there was, it just seemed like there was no real option. And New Japan is fun to watch, but you have to watch it either like on delay or watching in the middle of the night. And like, I was like, man, what am I going to do? And then all of a sudden the indie scene just popped off big time. And I'm so happy about it. Guys like you, guys like the other people I get to see, the guys and girls that are involved in the independent scene. Um, I really credit y'all for really like re-sparking my love for pro wrestling as a fan also, man. Yeah, it really was. Like, I was like ending that phase where like, oh, is wrestling so cool? Or like, do you want to like talk to girls and play sports or whatever? Like that weird, like middle school to high school, like transitional period in your life or whatever. And I was just like, I have a younger brother and I was just like, whatever. Like I'm kind of, maybe I'm kind of done with watching this wrestling stuff. Like I've kind of been the same stuff for a little bit. And so I just ended up watching this one, that one Raw or whatever, and then the pipe bomb happened, and I was just like, oh, that kind of, like, seemed pretty real. Like, that was weird. That's kind of cool. Like, let me just Google this stuff real quick. And then I ended up just, like, re-falling in love with wrestling in a completely different way. Oh, that's awesome. Would you consider uh, Would you consider CM Punk to be your favorite wrestler of all time, or do you have, like, a different favorite? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I would say definitely up there but I don't really know who I definitely think he's up there but uh I don't know my favorite kind of like fluctuates I have like a top five and it kind of fluctuates like what kind of mood I'm in to watch like who am I in the mood to watch really alright man let's hear the top five uh I would definitely say Gargano because I've been watching him forever like for so long, like probably over a decade. Uh, Josh Prohibition, who I really, I don't know how familiar people are with him, but without him, there's really like no Cleveland wrestling scene. He's like an original legend of the Indies. Like he's probably the most underrated dude ever. I'd say Jeff Hardy's up there because I just remember like all that crazy stuff he would do was so awesome to me. Like I thought that was, just wild, like, uh, like him just jumping off of ladders, and that, I just thought that was amazing. Uh, I would put, I really, with, uh, Punk, obviously, is up there, because that was a dude, that he came in, the movie, like, 2005, and I was, like, eight at that time, so I watched, like, growing up was, like, as I was watching his, like, entire run, basically. So that's kind of, like, one of my dudes, and then, I really would have to put, uh, Mick Foley up there because I really think how his ability to like do those three different characters and like watching that stuff back now is just wild. Like all the stuff he would do in Japan is great. Like that dude, like that dude is unreal, and his promos are so captivating. Like I watch his stuff all the time and study all the time. But those are like definitely the dudes that like growing up. I watched that and I like loved, but now since I kind of like know more about wrestling, like I've been able to go back and watch stuff. Like a guy like Mike Awesome is amazing to me, but I had no clue who the fuck Mike Awesome was when I was nine years old because I didn't know what ECW was besides WWE ECW. Dude, and then, you you won't believe this. Just like I'm watching the WWE Network right now, and I'm I just turned on a uh-huh. random ECW show. Like as we're doing this podcast, just to have something to watch in the background. Uh-huh. And it literally, as you were saying that, Mike Awesome, pa- Awesome bombed uh, Kid Cash through a awesome. table off the top rope, right awesome. as you said that. 
Jason Jett. He did the crash landing. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely have stolen the crash landing. I just tried to throw people across the room, <laughs> or not across the room, across the ring. Oh man, dude, that's amazing. That dude, that's a great place to stop, man. That's like, that's great stuff. Josh, thanks for coming on the show today, and oh, I want no you, problem, I want you to be able to, you know, throw all your plugs out there. Like, uh, make sure people know where to find you on social media any merch you have, uh, upcoming dates, once again, all that good stuff. Um, so my Twitter is probably what I use the most. It's uh, just Joshua Bishop and an underscore. Um, my upcoming dates this weekend, I got AIW in Akron, Ohio, against Tom Waller. And that Sunday I have WCWO in Indianapolis, sorry. Um, March 8th, AIW again, then, uh, March 16th, I got Midwest Wrestling. And then March 23rd, I got um, GUXWA. And then AIW again on March 28th. And that's really uh, what I got coming up in the next few weeks. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me or anything, I do have merch. And I have some shirt sizes available still. Just hit me up on Twitter. And uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me on. This was sweet. Dude, hey, I appreciate the time, Josh. This is something that we've been talking about doing for a while now. I've been talking to you just randomly at, at these shows for, I mean, I didn't realize probably pretty much your whole career. I mean, now that I think about it. Um, yeah, I really think, like, my fifth match was that, my fourth or fifth match was that uh, sub Chandler Biggins scramble. Yeah, it's like the second or third sub show, I think it was. Man, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad this has kind of come full circle that we were able to do this. And um, I'll see you again soon, man. Uh, the next time you're in Nashville, I'll definitely come say hey once again. Oh, yeah, no problem, dude. All right, Josh, you have a good um, one, buddy. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you for having me, man. All right, everyone. And that was Josh Bishop once again. What a great dude. Still young to the business, doing amazing stuff. Got a great head on his shoulders. Super nice guy. Very, very happy I was able to finally do that episode of Fight Talk today with Josh Bishop. If you want to follow me on Twitter, please give me a follow at Fight Talk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Got a Facebook group as well. Just search Fight Talk Podcast. I do the Fightful Select Weekender Podcast every Saturday on FightfulSelect.com, part of their Patreon service. Make sure to check that out. Talk about professional wrestling, all the big stuff going on outside the WWE and I still talk some major WWE news every now and then along with NXT spoilers. So check that out once again at FightfulSelect.com. You can find all my MMA articles at MMAonPoint.com. Uh, the YouTube channel is MMAonPoint. Check it out. Best MMA-related content on the internet, in my opinion, hands down. Once again, that's MMAonPoint.com. Uh, anything else you want to find? Or my Twitch, of course. Twitch.tv slash FightTalk underscore. And my merchandise is available at WhatAManeuver.net. So... If you want to check all that stuff out best place to find it is on on my twitter just fight talk underscore i always keep all my stuff updated there 
And make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to give me a five-star rating, leave a review. It helps the podcast out a lot. I know I say it all the time, but it is the truth. Shout out to my sponsors, Heroes and Legends. Check them out at HL Pro Wrestling. They are the best wrestling memorabilia company out there, and they're very fair priced, very nice people, so check it out. Also, shout out to Brian Jensen. Brian Jensen's a professional boxing coach. Hit him up on Instagram, at Atlanta Boxing Coach, all spelled out as one word, at Atlanta Boxing Coach. Help you reach your goals, get in better shape, learn how to throw hands, learn how to box, do MMA, all that good stuff. Just hit him up. He's in the Atlanta, Georgia area. If you're nearby, he'll meet you in person. If not, he'll help you remotely. Just hit him up once again on Instagram at Atlanta Boxing Coach. And shout out to WrestleRumble.com. The WrestleRumble.com Elimination Chamber Pick'em Contest is over, but we have Fast Lane, which I imagine they'll do a contest for. Not sure yet, but of course they'll have a big one going for WrestleMania. So make sure to jump on WrestleRumble.com. Grab some merchandise while you're on there. Get involved with their contests because there is always cash and big prizes on the line. And make sure to follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests. All right, guys, I've been Steven Jensen. This has been the Fight Talk Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and I will be back soon.